When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter here with my friend and co-host Dale Lolly. We're keeping it rolling here during the Steelers bye week. They may have the weekend off, but we do not. So we're breaking it down for you here all through the weekend. Now, Dale, this is uh, it's an, it, it, it's the Steelers have certainly bounced back. They're three and three now. Everyone's talking about you know you know the the, the problems they have, but there's also good things that are going. On. And I think the biggest thing that has turned around for them is definitely the run game. When we talked about, you know, this offensive line, we said before the season started, it was going to take time for this offensive line to gel. You know, you had two rookies on it. You got a bunch of guys that have never played together. They didn't play all through training camp together because they were hurt at different times. And now you're starting to see some semblance of a run game. What do you think is a realistic destination for where this 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 offense is going? Because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is still not his sharpest, uh, but – with a run game, you could see a, a much more balanced attack to to kind of complete get the Steelers going into the second part of their season. Yeah, I mean, it's all relative and it's all a work in progress here. Uh, you know, I know I just wrote a, a piece on the site about, you know, who's trending up, who's trending down. And I had, you know, the offensive line is my, my top thing trending up. I mean, I think they are playing better. You know, we haven't seen Roethlisberger uh, hurried or hit like he was you know, in the first month of the season, the first few games, uh, and they've, they, you know, they've adjusted what they were doing on the, in the running game. And that's a large part of it. You know, the, uh, all the outside zone runs and things of that nature out the window, mm-hmm. straight power running. Let's just run, you know, have Najee Harris run straight ahead, get the, the 230 pound guy running, you know, straight ahead. Don't worry about one cut or anything like that. Just do what you do best. And I think that fits, you know, especially for the interior guys, what they do best. Uh, you know, if you look at, at Trey Turner and, and and the you know the other two young interior guys, um, they're power blockers. They're mm-hmm. you know they want to drive drive guys off the ball, and they and so they've done that. And and I think that makes a big difference here. What that will do is open things up. You know, we've seen Roethlisberger as as I noted in my piece. He's hit five passes of 40 or more yards this year. That's that's mm-hmm. the third most in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the the that's what he wasn't doing last year. Um, I agree. You know, the, he was missing on those deep balls. So once you start to hit some of those deep balls, 
everything else kind of opens up because you're able to run the ball and the, and the opposing defense sees that you're, you're capable of hurting them down the field that opens everything else up. And I know like even uh, last week against Seattle, Seattle jumped off sides on a play and Roethlisberger uh, and Deontay Johnson just missed hooking up in the end zone. I think the defensive back kind of got a hand in there, call it a drop, call it whatever you want. doesn't officially go as a drop because Deontay Johnson doesn't have a drop this year. Hmm. Uh, because it was a no play um, because of the penalty. But again, you put that on film that, you know, if, if, if we're not careful here, these guys can't beat us over the top. That was what was missing last year. I agree. You know? And so I, you know, I think being able to run the football um, makes that more dangerous. It makes, it just makes your offense more explosive now, whether that comes to fruition or not, whether we start to see that happening on the field, that remains to be seen. I know, you know, a lot of people looked at that Seattle game and said, why didn't the Steelers blow them out? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? The game was too close. They played that game very close to the vest. You didn't mm-hmm. see the shots that you had seen against Green Bay no. or, or, you know, some of the other stuff because they, they just they felt like their defense would, con- would control the game. And if they didn't make the mistake, sooner or later, Geno Smith would. Mm-hmm. And um, sooner or later, yes. he did. And sooner or later, and he eventually did. So, you know, sometimes you do what you have to do to win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always going to be, oh, let's go out and put up 30 points here. Uh, because you're trying to protect your defense a little bit as well. You know, you don't want them playing too many snaps. So I, I, I like where the offense is headed. Um, you know, I, I think that there are better days ahead here. Um, you know, we, we just watched the, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night play that same Denver team that the Steelers played two weeks ago and put 27 points up on the board against, and, you know, Cleveland put up 17, but if you watched the game, Cleveland did enough to win the game, right? You know, that that's all that matters in the NFL. Uh, did you do enough to win the game? I don't care what the score was. I don't care about style points or all that, you know, all that kind of stuff at the end of the day, did you win the game? That's all anybody asks at the end of the season. What was your record? Exactly. Cause it doesn't matter your margin of victory in a lot of these games, unless you get down to the craziest of tiebreakers, but that's not going to happen. You want to, your bottom line is you want more wins on, on your record than losses. And when you get to December, you're not going to care how you got those wins in September and October. You're just going to be like, Oh, okay, we're nine and three. So now we got a, now we got a good shot at, uh, at, at making the playoffs. That's where, you know, you, you see these teams and you're right. Like the Browns, they didn't ask Case Keenum to do anything. You know, they just they just ran the ball a whole bunch. And, and you know, yes, it was a 17-14 win, but it's a, it's a win regardless. And now they're four and three. Um, and, you know, and that, that gives them a chance to rebound heading into next week when they play the Steelers. But the same thing with the Steelers, you know, Steelers fans aren't going to care how they how they barely beat the Seahawks in overtime if this team makes the playoffs. You know, that's you know, that that's just that's part that's part of how you, how you win. And like you said, they knew that, you know, the, the Seahawks, the Seahawks offense wasn't going to be all that in this game. Uh, I wanted to ask you. They about- were also, Chris, you know, they defensively, they were playing things. I know people, well, they ran the football against. That's the what we're going to get to next. So, yeah. So, yeah, ahead. they did. But the Steelers knew that the one way, the one, the one thing that would, could happen that would keep the Seahawks more viable in this game was to give up a deep ball to one of those two wide receivers, exactly. Lockett, Lockett or Metcalf. So they really, you know, they, they played things close to, uh, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to just keep the safeties back. We're not going to, you know, play this. Uh, uh, we're not going to be too aggressive here because 
DK Metcalf, 6'4", 230 pounds. And runs like lightning. And runs like lightning. We don't want want something happening here, and you give up a quick seven uh, because that guy can do that. I mean, you look at the games before that. Cortland Sutton beats him for a deep ball. Jamar Chase beats him for a deep ball. Uh, Henry Ruggs beats him for a deep ball. And those are all games that they either lost or were about to lose. uh, And a deep ball played a huge part of it. Uh, You know, in fact, they were they were they were controlling the Broncos game until that deep ball to Cortland Sutton. So, you know, you against Geno Smith. I know some people are going to say, well, why are you scared of Geno Smith? Well, it's not that they're scared of Geno Smith. Any quarterback, if they if they have the arm enough to get it down the field and you leave a, a guy like DK Metcalf in single coverage or even Tyler Lockett, you can get beat and you don't want to get beat with an easier play, with an easier splash play. That's why Mike Tomlin calls them splash plays. So you're going to force them, hey, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us in this way. And eventually the Seahawks committed to the run for two drives. And that's really all they, they had. They had two touchdown drives and then a field goal in the end um you know so that was a, a, a people were like oh they didn't adjust like well they did adjust and that's why that's why the that's why the seahawks weren't able to finish the game if they didn't if the steelers didn't adjust they would have kept running the ball down their throats and then the steelers would have lost the game um but you know i i, I get fan, fans anxiety i mean that's that's what fans do it's just it's, it's how they operate um you know and and, and they, they're not paid to do this they're doing this to have a good time and when their team's in distress they're like ah what's going on but at the same time you got you got to look at things from the perspective of you know, knowing what a team's trying to do before a game. And like Dale said, they knew with Geno Smith in there, this was not going to be a, a Seahawks offense that dotted them up, that kept hitting, you know, consistent throwing, throwing play after consistent throwing. I mean, they were three of 12 on third down. Like, you know, that they, they, they kept this offense in check. So when you have an offense yourself that you're not, you know, this isn't the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell years. This is, you know, you're still figuring out who you are. When you have that kind of an offense, you're like, you know what, let's let ourselves also not take the big risks because if we, if we start giving them turnovers then we give that 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 offense over there more chances at those big plays yeah you know and the Steelers would have been turnover free in this game if not for the uh, kind of a bizarre yeah Roethlisberger turnover that was Um, that was a weird one it's one of those things you know I I wonder and probably never get him to answer this question but he's lost five fumbles this year or no he's fumbled five times he's lost three of them this Mm -hmm. year um and that fumble on, on the, you know, fumbles are going to happen when you get hit in the pocket more. We know that. Right. Um, and, and, you know, he was getting hit in the pocket more early in the season. Uh, but that pump fake or trying to tuck the ball away and losing the football, that's not something we usually saw Ben Roethlisberger do over the years. I mean, no. he was the king, he was the king of the pump fake. Uh, I just wonder, you know, is, is his grip not as strong as it used to be because of the, the elbow injury? Did he, did he lose some of that, you know, strength in his hands? Uh, because of that, uh, because that's that's usually a play that, uh, you know, he makes, uh, pulls the ball back down and tucks it back down and, and does something else with it. Um, over the years, he's he, again, he was the master of manipulating defenses with the pump fake. Not that that's what, what he was trying to do in that situation. His guy got covered up. The, the linebacker jumped the uh, jumped mm-hmm. a route where mm-hmm. he was going to go with the football. So he tried to pull it back in and lost the football. That doesn't usually happen to him. It does not. It's uh, it, it, it usually you see him really control those plays. That's something that he's done over the years. I mean, heck, he did it in the in the preseason. We saw in that Lions game there was a pump fake where he had where he faked out the camera, you know. But definitely, I mean, these are the these are the physical constraints we're we're talking about here, um, you know. And some of these things have been bad luck, but the Steelers have had a lot of bounces not go their way this season, whether it's Roethlisberger's fumble. I mean, at the end of the game, when Minka Fitzpatrick, he punches the ball out of DJ Dallas and the ball balances right back, right to back him. to him. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> man, if that bounces the other direction 
action. Minka Fitzpatrick's the superhero of this game, not TJ Watt, um, even though TJ Watt still would have had an amazing game. Um, you know, and then the same thing for James Pierre forced a fumble, you know, you know, it, you know, down, down in the end of the fourth quarter, if they, if that bounces the other way, the Steelers pick it up, they win the game there. And James Pierre, there's always, yeah, there's always fumble luck involved uh, with that. I remember back in, I want to say 2011 or 2012. I can't mm-hmm. remember the year now. They went a ridiculous amount of time early in the season. They couldn't get, they couldn't, the ball would be on the ground. I can remember one rolling right through Troy Palomalu's legs. They couldn't Mm -hmm. get a turnover to save their behinds. (laughs) You know, think about it, a ball rolling through Troy Palomalu's legs. Right. Of all people. That's when you know you're cursed. (laughs) That's when you know things aren't going well for you in terms of turnovers, but uh, it happens. That's why, you know, when, when teams get an inordinate uh, amount of fumble recoveries one year, it typically falls back to the norm. You know, it's, it's a 50, 50 proposition, really. Right. When you, you know, that's why you want to get interceptions. Um, you know, they're not getting many of those. They've only gotten two in the first, uh, the first six games here that needs to pick up a little bit, but you know, it, the defense, I think will be fine. They'll start to get the turnovers here. Um, you know, the things kind of balance out. They've got too many guys on their defense who are good at it. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick is, is great at forcing turnovers. Watt, obviously, mm-hmm. is good at that. Joe Hayden, over, over the length of his career, has shown that he has good hands. Uh, we think that J- James Pierre has good hands. Cam Sutton was a guy last year who showed some ability to get the ball out. Um, you know, so there, there's some guys there. Schobert's been a guy over the course of his career that when, you know, when the ball is thrown in his direction, he usually catches it. So there's guys there that, that, that can turn the football over. Even Devin Bush, uh, you know, showed early in his career that he has that capability. So those will start to come, um, you know, sometimes that comes with pressure. And again, sometimes there's some fumble luck. Absolutely. There's definitely, there's definitely a lot of luck that gets put involved there. We're going to be right back. We come back. It's going to be picks time. Even though the Steelers are on a bye week, we're still going to give you all the picks for week seven here in the NFL on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly, breaking things down for you here on the Steelers bye week in week seven. Now, Dale's again, the Steelers don't play, but there's some really important matchups. But 
Dale, we, we have to, we have to address something that we did not address all week. And that's that when we played in fantasy football, I sp- 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 spiked you. It was ugly. It was disgusting. You was talking all that smack last week. You beat me about, by 12 points. I beat you by 12. Hey, guess what? And guess what? Who said I was going to beat you with a backup quarterback and a backup running back? Ooh, your, backup quarter, your backup quarterback had 112 yards passing. And your backup quarterback. Fantasy points. Your, your backup go. quarterback is a fantasy quarterback. Hey, That's what he is. Hey, I'll take it. He's, he's, he's playing no fantasy football, man. I'm up. <laughs> He's not good in reality. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts stinks. That hey, was awful. He's great that was for my awful. team. So, so he, what you're saying is that your fantasy team got spanked by an awful quarterback. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. No, man. My guy had my guy had 40 points. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Antonio. Will you be quiet for just a <laughs> second? Unfortunately, Antonio Gibson uh, decided he was going to uh, take the second half of the game off against the Chiefs. Wow. Um, call the ambulance for Dale Lolly's team. They got smacked. It happens. You want to talk about lifetime? You want to talk about? You want to talk about fumble luck? Fantasy <laughs> football is completely luck uh, in regards to that. It, oh, it, oh. It, last week when he when he was thinking he was going to beat me, y'all, he was saying, "Oh, oh, I'm just better than you." Now that I beat him, it's a lot. He's now you've also never who's been winning been, picks? Who's, who's winning, who's winning the picks? You know I don't track. I told you to track that because I don't. You track don't. That. You, you don't track it because you know I'm kicking your behind oh, this no, year. Please, you're not kicking anybody's behind. Who called the Jaguars last week? You did call the Jaguars, but then you called like three other ones wrong. Like what was it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. let's see. Let's go through here. Um. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through all the games here. You had the Browns. I had the Cardinals. Let's see. See, see, I don't remember who we all picked. You didn't have the Browns. Browns? That's documented. I picked those in the Observer Reporter as well. I had this. I had the Cardinals. Okay, whatever. Listen, buddy, you had the, the one pick you had. I know that you were wrong about like two others. I just can't remember what they what they were. Because it's like, I don't write, you write it down. You do something for this. I edit the show. I record the show. I post the show. You do something for this show, buddy. I write, I write 17 stories a week on the website. Is that enough? <laughs> no, it's not enough. You know that's not, the, that, that's not enough. <laughs> Didn't you read DK site stuff this week? It's all about the written word. <laughs> it's all about the written word. Anyways, uh, just just know that I spanked Dale Lolly of fantasy football last week, and I'll do I'm, it again. I still get a better. I still get a better record. Yeah. Oh god. But the fantasy football is like. Anyways, all right. I'm, we still get leading, I'm still leading my division. You're in third place in yours. That's cool. That's cool. I told you we on the rise because many people despise me. Let's go. Let's go. Um. But uh, all right. Let's let's keep it rolling here. Now th- we're gonna lead off with the big game of the uh, of of the weekend for the AFC North. And that's the 4 and 2 Bengals at the 5 and 1 Ravens. The Bengals have continued to show like hey, it wasn't lucky to start the season. Our defense is better than you gave it credit for. Uh, Joe Burrow's putting it together. Jamar Chase is a playmaker. He's he's exactly who they drafted him to be, but the Ravens continue to find ways to win. And you know what? There were a lot of those wins early on Dale that I was like, man, the way they won against the Lions, the fumble against the Chiefs and like I was like, you're like, ah, I'm not so sure. They put a whooping on the Chargers last week and I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they could win. Win. I didn't think they could win like that. I'm going with the Ravens at home. That was too dominant a win last week. I think it's going to be really interesting, though, to see what Joe Burrow does. I think the Bengals will keep it close, uh, but I think the Ravens will win at home. Yeah, just uh, they're, they're playing too good football. Washington at Green Bay. I mean, look, Taylor Heineke, I love you, man, but uh, they're, they're not playing well enough to take on the Packers right now. No, I'll take the Packers at home, too. 
Um, here's a weird one. Two and three Falcons and one and five Dolphins. I mean, what are we even doing here? Why didn't they just put this game in London? No one really cares about it. I'm going with the Falcons, though, just because even though the Dolphins, I think they'll be getting a couple people back this week. You, you saw Tua starting to connect with Waddle and stuff. But, ah, man, I just when you lose to Urban Meyer, there's some problems there. So I'm going to stick with I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm going to go with a tie. Oh, man. All right. If you land <laughs> no, this, no, if I'm, you land this, you win. You just win. I'm, I'm going to over. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I, the, the the Dolphins are in a bad spot. They really are. They really. I mean, there's all this talk about trading for Deshaun Watson and just, ugh, just all, all sorts of bad things. But anyway, so we both got the the, the Ravens, the Packers, and the Falcons. AFC East matchup here: one and four Jets, a two and four Patriots. I mean, the Patriots actually looked kind of good against the Cowboys. The Jets never look good. I'll roll with the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots already spanked them once. I think they'll do it again. Yeah, Panthers at Giants. Panthers three and three. Giants one and five. Both teams missing their superstar running backs. But I'm still going with the Panthers. They're just a better roster from top to bottom. Yeah, I think their defense will uh, rule the day. And I, I think uh, Sam Darnold and his return to New York, return to the Meadowlands, will be good. Well, he are, he already returned. It, it beat the beat the Jets. It was the, in the revenge game. Uh, so now he gets to do the tour, the full. That tour was in Carolina. This is the first. This is his first oh, I see one what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, but if he could beat both New York teams, it'll be he's already escaped. He's already been in like Snake Plissken here. He escaped from New York Snake once. Plissken. Now he's wow. coming back. For, now he's coming wow. back for round two. The 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 sequel. Jeez, Snake Plissken, you are so old. My goodness. Um. Anyways, you can watch these movies now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, you can. But you are still old. I, I've watched a lot of these things, but you can't you, come on now. Anyways, Chiefs at Titans. Chiefs are three and three. Titans four and two. Titans that confident win against the Bills last week. Dale, do they keep it rolling this week against the Chiefs? I think they do. The way Derrick Henry's running the ball, I think the Chiefs are going to have some problems. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with the team that's running the ball effectively, and that's the Titans. I'm going with the Chiefs. All right, we got. I think they pull it out. I think I don't, Ryan Tannehill's playing poorly. He's not playing good. He's not playing well. I agree with that. Like a lot of, a lot of people are like, oh, Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, mm, this is Derrick Henry and then everyone else. It's it's Derrick, it's Derrick Henry in the pips, much like Cam the Hayward in the pips. <laughs> um, 0 and 6 lines of 5 and 1 Rams. Here's your, uh, your survivor Rams. pick of the week. We're just picking the Rams. Rams. No, no questions here. 2 and 4 Eagles at 4 and 2 Raiders. A Super Bowl 15 rematch here, Dale. Uh, your boy, Jalen Hurts. Is he going to do some damage? I'm going with the Raiders. (laughs) I mean, seriously, Jalen Hurts could be like the number five scoring player in or uh, quarterback in fantasy football by like week 10 and get benched. He's awful. Listen, man, listen, he's asked to do too much. I will say that I will say uh, the Eagles are putting everything on him. The Eagles are putting everything on him. It's so point you're. He's under at some point, your quarterback has to be able to throw the football. Listen, but he can't do it. Like, as much as people were saying, oh, Ben has no time. Look at those Eagles games. As soon as the ball snaps, Jalen Hurts is just running. He's like, look, listen, we got to keep it going here. That's because uh, that's his first instinct. He's not good. I mean, I'm not saying that he is good, but I'm I'm saying he's I think that he he needs to be in a much better situation than that. I mean, and they won't run the ball with Miles Sanders, which is so bizarre. But they get Gardner I mean, Minshew sitting on a bench. Wouldn't surprise me if Hurts get. Hurts gets pulled at some point this year. I mean, it, it, it be, if they keep losing, I think they 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 will explore that that opportunity there. Um, they did bench Hurts at the end of the season last year, and that was just a weird situation with Todd Peterson. But are, are we both going with the Raiders here? 
Yeah. yeah, I just think they're they're a better team. And the way, the way they responded to the Gruden situation last week, I was impressed by keeping it together because that is not easy to do when the distractions of national media are just coming down upon you um, and that, you know, and, and having to focus in those moments against a divisional opponent. Uh, another uh, a survivor pick here that I think a lot of people could pick the Texans at the Cardinals. I mean, we're just picking the Cardinals. No yeah, um, the ghost of the Cardinals could win that game. Right. Uh, the Bears at the Bucks. Now, the Bears, there's some people trying to say, like, oh, the Bears could sneak him because the Buccaneers are hurt up right now. No Antonio Brown. I think Levante Bears beat him last out. year, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. This is there's a possibility. This of, is your bear team. This is your chance. This is my bear you're, team. Your my bear team. Bears. I'm not taking the bait. I'm going to Buccaneers. Where do you think they were making the playoffs this year? Look, you, buddy, I, I thought that, I thought that pick their against defense them. would be a little bit better than they were. David Montgomery's hurt. I thought that they'd be able to get a couple or earlier season of wins. I thought they beat the Browns. You had them as like an eleven win team. I don't. I didn't say eleven wins. <laughs> I, I, said, I said like nine and eight make the make the wild card. I didn't have them winning the NFC North. <laughs> Chill with that stuff, sir. I never said those things, but I did say. Uh, I did say that the that the Bears. Yeah, but they're gonna they're gonna blitz. Justin Fields getting off the bus and he doesn't yeah. handle that well. Yeah, yeah, and and the Buccaneers, despite all their injured players, they still got a lot of good ones that are going to make this a win. Buccaneers win Sunday night football. The Indianapolis Colts at the San Francisco 49ers. Two teams I can't really figure out who the heck they are. The Colts are two and four. The Niners are two and three. The Colts had that just collapse of a loss against the Ravens a couple weeks back, where they were show they were oh, that was the Frank Reich offense, and then that was like oh that's the Frank Reich collapse uh, because they fell apart. Um, I'm going with the Niners just because I think that they'll they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to get things going with Debo Samuel. They'll test that Colts secondary, um, and I think their defense will cause more problems than the Colts defense. This is the DeForest Buckner revenge. Oh, game. I forgot about the Ford. You're right. I think he's going to be a home wrecker in this game. Jonathan Taylor is the best player on the field. Um, they just need to give him the ball more. Yeah, you do. Uh, that's the other. I mean, he got 14 carries last week. He had 148 yards on 14 carries. Fantasy's team. Did you see he had two carries in the first half of that game? I was, two I, touches. I was laughing. Two I was touches from my hotel room in two, New York City. He finished with 150 total yards and had two touches in the first half. What in the hell? That's coaching malpractice. <laughs> that is coaching malpractice. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. He might be the best back in football, not named Derrick Henry. He, he's going to be the best player in this game. He'll take the game over. You don't have to worry about Trey Lance if you're the if you're the Colts. The Colts win this game. Oh, okay. He's going with the Colts. He's, he's going in his guy that failed him last week. Failed him to, to beat me. Uh, again, without Saquon Barkley, without Russell Wilson, still putting a smack. Jalen Hurts might be a better fantasy player than Russell Wilson. You're the <laughs> idiot for playing Russell Wilson over Jalen Hurts. Hey, Jalen Hurts is like the number four scoring there uh, quarterback. There were plenty of weeks Russell Wilson outscored him. But here's the game. Like, okay, now, now, now we're going in. We're like, oh, I'll play Jalen Hurts. I got that's why I picked him because I knew that Jalen Hurts would be a fantasy court. Why didn't you pick Jalen Hurts if he's so good at fantasy, Dale? Because I had Dak Prescott. I didn't have. I, <laughs> I don't have to pick a quarter. Right, because I had Russell Wilson. So we, you know, we had we Russell Wilson's not Russell Wilson's not a. I had a Russell Wilson is not a great fantasy quarterback. Eh. Russell Wilson is a great real life quarterback. That's a, uh -huh. that's the. There needs to be a change in fantasy football, uh -huh. where getting the, wins where, counts for something. The, not only that, but maybe the running quarterbacks are being overvalued, in my mm. in my opinion. Because mm. Jalen Hurts is not a good real in, in reality quarterback. Well, Justin, I'm not. Th this is nothing about that. <laughs> this is a this is a realistic like the. the no, I, I, I hear you. Everybody's looking at Justin Fields and saying, "When's he going to run to make him a fantasy?" Like mm. the guys throwing for, they're going to throw for 140 yards. You know, yeah. 
Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, in previous years was throwing for 160 yards and then running for 100. It's like a cheat code. It really is. These are guys are, you know, in, in some cases are not good real life quarterbacks. And they're out, they're out pointing these guys like Russell Wilson, who are good, for, who are great Hall of Fame quarterbacks. One, one thing I've always felt that should be considered to make it more, to make, count more situational count football, completions or something, not just completions, yeah. but third down conversions, like things like that. The things that they like, like they keep up the game and say, Hey, did you, did you convert this, this play here? Did you keep your team in the situation? When, when did you score those type of things? But again, it's fantasy football. That's the whole point is that it's wacky. It's unpredictable. Um, and and uh, it's awesome. But when Chris beats Dale, it's ac- it's accurate. It's not wacky. It's just who was better. Um, that's exactly how that works out. It's pure luck. Uh, <laughs> all right, last game here. Monday night football, three and two Saints at two and four Seahawks. Go with the Saints. Just the Seahawks are still too hurt up. Uh, the, the, the Saints are coming off a bye. Not that I really believe in the Saints right now with the way that Jameis Winston is just kind of up and down or just, you know, he's up when they're playing well and, and down when they, he's, he's the right, he goes with the rising tide. But I think the Saints are just a more complete team while the Seahawks are still too banged up. Yeah, I think, you know, the Saints are, uh, again, like you said, coming off of a bye week. They're getting healthier on defense. Their defense is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll control that game, and we'll see. Uh, you know, I, that's a tough place to play. It is um, tough. You know, but I don't know that uh, that's going to be enough to carry the day here. Saints win. All right. So our splits are you have the Colts, I have the Niners, you have the Chiefs, I have the Titans, and I think that's it you had the dolphins i think see see this is why i can't trust you this is why this is why you can't be trusted because we we both well you you listen to me lecture about how the dolphins are so bad i mean because they lost uh, Meyer. yeah you had the texans i had the the Uh, look at you look at you see this is why we can't trust anything you say oh my gosh this 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 guy this guy's getting old up here he's forgetting things that happened five minutes ago anyways thanks again for listening to the lolly carter steelers podcast here on dkpittsburghsports.com remember you can download this on apple spotify google podcast audio anywhere that podcast are hosted all things for free check us out and all the great shows that we do at dkpittsburghsports.com stay tuned we have a lot of great stuff coming your way this week even though the Steelers are on a bye week Pitt's playing Clemson Saturday that means I've got the game and I'll be doing my H2P podcast getting you a recap of what happened